Aren't you glad to be in the house of the Lord? I tell you what, I was excited to come here today. I was like, oh my goodness, I, we're here. You know, and, and Pastor Ron, I, I think he's, he quoted Psalms 122.1. It says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So I was glad. I'm glad. I hope you're glad. You know, I want to thank Pastor Norm and Pastor Barb for asking me to help fill in um, while they're on sabbatical. And I am happy to help. Because over the years in ministry and full-time ministry, I too have, have been on sabbaticals. And I tell you what, I t you come back all filled up, all encouraged. And so my prayer for them is that when they come back, they're going to be so filled up, fueled up, fired up, as they've soaked up the presence of God while they've been resting up. Amen? <laughs> so... The name of my sermon today is called Examine Yourselves. So let's open up our Bibles to 2 Corinthians 13 and 5. That's right. I like that. Who did that? All right. <laughs> 2 Corinthians 13 and 5. I have a lot of scriptures that I'm going to be sharing with you today, so I hope that you take some notes because you're going to need these can I get an amen? amen? You're going to need the word of God. But you know, I love it when Jesus gives me a whole lot of scriptures because the word of God says in Ephesians 5.26, it says, we are cleansed by the washing of the water of the word. So I just prayed. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for this beautiful day that you've given us. We thank you for your word. We pray for the cleansing power of the blood of Jesus just to wash over us. We, the cleansing power of the word of God to wash over us. And Lord God, I pray that as faith would come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So let our ears be open to hear what the spirit of the Lord has to say to us. And Lord, I pray that you would anoint me with fresh oil from heaven as I minister your word. And Lord, above all, I pray that you are exalted and glorified in this message that you've given me for such a time as this. In the mighty, all-powerful name of Jesus. Amen. 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 So you're there, 2 Corinthians 13, 5. The word of the Lord says, examine yourselves, seeing whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not know that Jesus Christ is in you? And who can quote with me Hebrews 11, 1? Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. There are times in our walk with the Lord that we need to take inventory of what's going on and, and to see of what's going on in our lives and to see whether or not we're walking by faith. Amen? Or are we just going along in life accepting things as they come at face value? not praying about anything, not seeking the Lord concerning it, accepting everything coming your way. And you know, I'll tell you what, this can apply to the good, the bad, and the ugly. And in this scripture, the word of God exhorts us. It's even challenging us to examine ourselves, examine whether or not we're walking in faith. And so the teacher in me looks up the word, examine. It means to inspect closely, to test the condition of something. And according to this scripture, it means to test our faith, doesn't it? It means to inquire into carefully 
to investigate. And it also means to question or to test by questioning in order to determine progress. And so as I was preparing this message, these questions kept rising up in my heart. And so I have some questions that I'm going to present to you today as I share this message. And the first is, beloved, how is your faith? Have you ever examined your faith? Have you inspected it recently? Has it been tested? Has your faith been tested? And if so, what's the condition of your faith? Have you investigated it to see if it's been productive or fruitful in your life? Is there progress concerning your walk of faith? So sometimes we need to step back and we need to say, Lord, I need a fresh set of eyes to look upon this situation to see if I'm walking by faith or am I operating in fear. And if you find you've been operating in fear, the Word of God says He did not give us a spirit of fear in 2 Timothy 1.7, but power, love, and a sound mind. And so we as children of God, He says He's given you power over all the power of the enemy. Say all. All, all the power of the enemy. And nothing by any means is going to harm you. And so we as children of God need to use our authority. We need to stand against that spirit of fear because it hinders you from being able to walk in faith. 2 Corinthians 13.5 Examine yourselves, seeing whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not know Jesus Christ is in you? And so I ask you, beloved of God, are you standing in faith concerning situations that you are going through right now, or are you standing in fear? We cannot forget the fact that Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, is in us. And he's involved in our circumstances if you let him be. Do you not know that if God be for you, who can be against you? So if you have any dreams any goals and any visions that have not come to pass, raise your hand. That's almost everybody. So if, if that is you and you, are, you haven't seen anything happen, we need to put faith into action. We've got, there's times in our life when we are walking, we need to walk in faith and there's times when you can put things on a shelf and you're, you're like, well, nothing's coming to pass. But the word of the Lord tells us that we are to believe God for his promises, standing on the promises of God, that old song. You know, there's times I wake up in the morning and there's these songs going over in my heart. Does God do that to you? And these songs, they are just, it's like, okay, Lord, that's right. I am standing on the promises of God. You are my rock. You are my shield. All these different songs. But when you are in faith, believing for them to come to pass, are you actively moving toward them? Or are you in spiritual hibernation concerning them? And what I mean by spiritual hibernation, it, you become into a state of minimal activity, becoming inactive or dormant toward your dreams, toward the goals 
towards the vision, when you set it up on a shelf and you haven't seen anything come to pass, beloved, do you not know that Jesus Christ is in you? And he's the one who gives us dreams. He helps us set goals. He gives us visions. And I dare say there are people here that God has set things in your heart to, to fulfill. And you haven't done it yet. But he is wanting you to start walking by faith and not just setting it aside. Beloved of God, are you standing on the promises of God? James 2.26, it says, For just as the body without the spirit is dead, so also faith without works is dead. We need to put action behind what we're believing God for. Amen? And so I want to share with you something I recently went through within the last couple of months. And I had scheduled my yearly physical, and I had to go in ahead of time to have my blood work done. And so I did just that. They took three vials of blood. Six days later was my physical. And so I got to the doctor's office, and the nurse weighed me. And I don't know about you women, but I make sure my purse is not on that scale. <laughs> I make sure that my shoes are off, and I don't wear any heavy jewelry, and I take off everything that I possibly can as long as I'm decent. <laughs> now, men, I asked my husband, does he do that? No, he leaves his boots on. He's got everything in his pockets, at least 10 pounds of keys, you know. You know and I think, wow, why wouldn't you want that out? But anyway, I got to the doctor's office. She weighed me. She took my heights. And then she proceeded to tell me that they weren't going to do my physical today. And I looked at her and I said, why? And she said, the doctor had to talk to me about my blood work. And she had to, t uh, and especially my kidneys. And I said, what about my kidneys? And she said, well, the doctor's going to be coming in shortly. And so she wouldn't go into any detail. And when, I, when that was told me, I was not a happy camper. You know, how many of you, when you go in to get a physical, you want to get it over with? You know, well, that's where I was at, and I was not a happy camper. And so when she came in, I could clearly say, say that she was nervous, anxious, concerned. And she sat down with me and went over my blood work. And according to that report, it said that my kidneys were in kidney failure. The report said they were operating at 24%. And as I listened to her, and all, I mean, she was bombarding me with all the things that I was going to need to do. As she was talking and preparing me for the worst, all of a sudden, I realized the peace of God was on me. I'm telling you, it was a tangible peace from heaven. And I knew the report wasn't true. It was like I knew that I knew. And so I told my doctor, I, felt, I feel fine. And she says, a lot of people have no clue when they're in kidney failure. She says, they all say they feel fine. And I said, no, I feel fine. And as I look back at all of this, I realize I was making a declaration. I was making a decree that I'm fine. And I also told her, my kidneys are fine. There's nothing wrong with my kidneys. As she's checking me over for other symptoms of kidney failure, which I had none. 
And so I knew there was nothing wrong with me or my kidneys because of that super supernatural peace of God. And you know, if I didn't have that peace, it could have been a whole different scenario. But I recognized the peace of God that I was not being moved by what I was hearing. And I thank God I recognized it. Sometimes God gives us peace and we don't recognize it, but I did. And I thank God for it. And even though I had a report right there in my face in black and white, and it was saying that I was in kidney failure, I had a peace of God. And I told her, I said, that report is wrong. But she wasn't listening to me. <laughs> and so I told her, I have no problem urinating. And she said, that doesn't matter. I said, I have no problem going number two. <laughs> yes, I said that. <laughs> she, she insisted that as soon as I left the office, that I was going to go down and have a blood work drawn again immediately because she, want, she put on the order stat. She wanted the result that day, and plus they were going to get me in for a kidney ultrasound that day. So my husband and I, we had plans that day, and we were going to come to Gaylord. <laughs> we did. <laughs> but uh, um, we had plans, and, and he was waiting out in the car for me. And I decided instead of going straight to the lab, I wanted to go to the car, tell my husband what's going on, and I wanted prayer before I had that blood work done. And so... I go, get out there and I look at him and I said, um, honey, this is what's happening. The doctor said, I didn't say I have. I said the doctor said. And we, we got to watch what we say. And, and I told him, the doctor said I, I'm in kidney failure. And he looked at me and he said, you don't have kidney failure. And I said, I said yes, honey, I know. I said, but this test will prove that. I love the fact that my husband is my spiritual covering and that he was making a declaration also. And the word of God says in Job twenty two twenty eight, you shall decree a thing and it shall be established. We were already decreeing what we knew God was doing. And he didn't have the peace that God had given me while I was in the doctor's office, and yet he's making the same decree. In the mouths of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. Amen? So, beloved of God, what are you decreeing over your life that's being established? Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Our words have power. Life and death is in the power of your tongue. So, beloved, how are you speaking over your situations? Are you repeating what the doctor says? Are you repeating what the enemy says? Are you repeating what somebody over you is saying terrible things about you? Are you repeating that? Or are you going to line up and say what God has to say? So we prayed. My husband started out praying. He laid hands on me, and I finished praying. And you know, i tell you what happens when you are thrown into a situation of desperation. You pray differently. You pray desperately. And so as I'm preparing this message, I felt like the Lord says, I want you to share some of your prayer. <laughs> and I don't remember it all or anything like that. But the, you should have heard my prayer because I started out with saying, Lord, I am coming boldly 
to the throne of grace in the time of my need. You know, I made it personal. And I said, you heard the doctor's report. I didn't even want to report, re repeat the report. I said, you heard the doctor's report. And I break every word curse that has been spoken over my kidneys in the name of Jesus. Lord, your word says with long life you will satisfy me. Well, Lord, my life hasn't been long enough and I'm not satisfied yet. <laughs> and at that point, my husband was laughing. And so... Um, I quoted different other scriptures, and then I said, Lord, remember your word upon which you've caused this servant to hope. Psalms 119.49, it's one of my favorite scriptures. Remember, O Lord, your word upon which you've caused this servant to hope. And I said, by Jesus' stripes I am healed. I speak life to my kidneys in the name of Jesus. I thank you for my kidneys, that they are operating the way that you created them to, and I give you glory for a good report in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, and some people might wonder, why in the world would you pray like that? Well, I pray desperately with passion. Can I get an amen? amen. You know, I don't have confidence in my words. My confidence is in God's word. And I praise him for it. The word, his word does not come back void. In Isaiah 55, 11, it says it will go forth and accomplish exactly what he said it would. Psalms 103 and 20, it says the angels of God who are mighty in strength go forth to perform the word, obeying the voice of his word. Do you know we become the voice of his word when we speak it out? So those big old angels are going forth to make it happen. Can I get an amen? God's word is the final authority. Jeremiah 1.12 says, He watches over his word to perform it. I looked it up in other versions, and it says God himself stands over and watches over his own word, making sure it's fulfilled. Hallelujah. Amplified says it this way, Then said the Lord to me, You have seen well, for I am alert and active. And watching over my word to perform it. I don't know about you, but God's word gets me excited. So my husband, he's chuckling as I'm finishing up praying. And then after prayer, um, I went back in to have the blood work drawn. But when I came out, I'm telling you, that's when the real battle began. Because up to this point, um, what I felt like is I walked into a boxing ring with the enemy. And he would slug me, and I'd slug him back. And he would slug me again, and I'd slug him back again. But after I had that blood work drawn, it was like there was no holds barred. He was pulling off the gloves. His talons were there. He was unceasingly, ruthlessly attacking me. All that day, my mind wasn't in an active war because the battlefield was in my mind, and the battle was for my thoughts. And the enemy started attacking me and tor tormenting me. And he would say things like, you better get things in order. You heard them. You heard that report. You saw that report. You're going to die, and you're going to die young. He would show me things that I would leave undone for my husband to have to take care of. You get the picture. It was all about death. It was all about dying. It was bombarding my thoughts constantly. But, God, 
I held on to the fact that God had given me a peace that surpassed all of my understanding. And I knew this blood test was wrong. I didn't care what they said. Someone made a mistake. I had all kinds of wild thoughts coming across my mind because the, the enemy was just, it was just bombarding is the only word I can describe when you're throwing a curveball in life. And, and I would think, well, if I got somebody else's blood work, that means they got mine. And they're in kidney failure, and they think they're okay. You know, and it was just wild thoughts like that. And, but it was constantly death thoughts. And so then the doctor's office called, and they said, they're going to get me in for the kidney ultrasound that day, and I needed to show up. And so we went to the hospital, and I, t I got in line, told them who I was, and they said they knew that I was going to be coming in. And she's, she said, let me look up on the computer and get that order, and we're going to get you right in. And I said, okay. And so she's looking and looking. And she, she says, Mrs. Davis, why don't you um, go and have a seat? She says, we'll come get you when we get that order. Um, I don't think we've got it yet from your doctor's office. And I said, I stepped back. Um, I remember, and I said it to the Lord in my heart. I said, Lord, my steps are ordered of you. Meaning, I was trusting him with what was going on right then and right there with all of that. And so I went and sat down, and I knew my steps were ordered, truly. I believed it. And so I ask you, do you know that your steps are ordered of the Lord? Are you trusting the Lord with what's going on in your life right now, in your circumstances? Do you believe that he's guiding the path before you? So... An hour later, say an hour later, <laughs> they called me forward and said they couldn't find it. And that I should go to, up to my doctor's office and get a physical order so I could have that ultrasound done. So I turned and I left and I went to the car instead and I told my husband, let's go home. And I thought, the Lord is shutting this door. You know, sometimes we need to recognize when God is shutting a door and not sit there and push it. And so I was not to get the ultrasound. The Word of God says in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, Trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, but acknowledge Him in all your ways, and He will direct your path. Hallelujah. So I went home. Do you know what I did? I took a nap. Yep, I took a nap. You know, it helped with the mind thing with the enemy. I took a nap. And you see, if Jesus can sleep in the midst of a storm, why can't we? So I figured he did it. I guess I could. And I did. So late in the day, I got a call from the doctor's office and the result from my blood work. And they said my kidneys were operating over 71%. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Almost 50 points over what the original blood work had said. And then when they mentioned that it was even better than it was last year, it was, it was interesting because you think you feel, oh, relieved and everything. It was strange because I felt, I didn't necessarily feel relieved even though I was relieved. But what I experienced when she was telling me it was 
um, over 71%, it was what I was fully expecting the result and outcome to be. That's what I was feeling. Kind of like I knew that God had taken care of it already. And I was resting in the confidence that God was on the throne. You know those signs out in people's yards that are black and they have the white words and they say, God's got this? God had it. He took care of things. And so, beloved, what about you? Are you resting confidently that God is on the throne in your circumstances? Did you forget that God's got this? Then the nurse proceeded to tell me that they wanted me to have another test done in two weeks. And I said to her, <coughs> excuse me, so there was a mistake made. And she said, no, your kidneys were operating at 24%, and now they are operating at 71 And I said, so in six days, they went up almost 50 points, but there was no mistake made? And she wouldn't back down. She wouldn't admit it. And so there was no point in arguing with the nurse. And I said, I would go in in another two weeks. Do you know why? Because faith without works is dead. I figured I was having faith that my kidneys were fine, and this is the works that I could do in the natural, that God would solidify what I was believing him for. So two weeks passed. I go in for my blood work, and my kidneys function went up another 2%, two points. So now it's at 73, by the way, which my doctor told me, this is very good for a person your age. <laughs> But I had an expected end. I knew that this was somehow, some way, going to work out for my good. And the Lord tells us in Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, plans to give you a hope and a future and not evil, and to give you an expected end. Hallelujah. Psalm 62 and 5, My soul, wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from him. I believed that my expected end would not result in death. Did you hear me? There are times in our life when the enemy is, is throwing death at you. You need to believe that your expected end would not result in death. I was not going to let the enemy roll me over Steal, kill, and destroy me or my family. He was trying to steal the peace of God that God had given me for that particular battle. He was trying to kill and destroy my kidneys, my testimony, and my life. And I was going to fight. I needed to fight. Some of you, you need to fight. You see, I was, what I was going through was not just going to affect me. It was going to affect my husband, my children, my grandchildren, my family, my friends, in a big way. So, beloved of God, what are you believing for? And what are your expectations? What are you giving into that can and will affect your family? Beloved, have you stopped fighting? Fight the good fight of faith. Examine your faith. Are you in the faith or are you in fear? Again, I read the scripture, 2 Corinthians 13, 5. Examine yourselves, seeing whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not know Jesus Christ is in you? Hebrews 11, 1. Now faith is the substance 
of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And so I went in for my physical a week later, and my doctor told me there had been a mistake made. And I told her I didn't go in for the ultrasound because I knew I didn't need it. I told her I knew it was a mistake because my kidney function could not go up 50 points in six days and then two weeks later go up another two. And then I told her I'm a Christian. I told her the reason why I knew my kidneys were not in kidney failure is because when she was telling me that, that God gave me a supernatural peace. I figured I'm going to plant some seed along the way here. Take that, devil, you know? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. I had a substance of faith inside of me that gave me peace doctor was giving me a death sentence and the enemy reminded me of that death sentence as much as he could I had constantly had to cast down every vain imagination every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God's word bringing into captivity those thoughts to the obedience of Christ and it wasn't easy but with God's help I got the victory amen when Satan Hallelujah, Lord. When Satan would tell me I was dying, I had to say out loud, I didn't think it, I, I declared it. I used the power of the tongue, I declared it. And I said, I will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. Shut up, devil, you're a liar. That's what I did. I had to do it, and I did it a lot. My poor husband had to put up with me. <laughs> But that is one way how you can cast down vain imaginations is you speak God's word out loud. And I thank God for his goodness. I thank him for his faithfulness, his loving kindness, and for that gift of faith and that supernatural peace. I thank him. The word of God even tells us, follow after peace. Beloved of God, do you have no peace? You need to follow after the peace. If it wasn't for that peace, I could have gone down a whole different road that day. If it wasn't for faith in his word that gave me hope, I don't know, I don't quite know what would have happened. I might have done things that the doctor wanted me to do that could have injured my kidneys, it could have, or worse, even destroyed them. But God's word says faith is the substance of things hoped for and evidence of things not seen. And I chose to, to believe God's report in this situation. So whose report do you believe when you are thrown a curveball in life? What is the battle in your thought life right now? Are you thinking death or are you thinking life? If death thoughts are coming your way, are you casting them down? Are you bringing them into captivity to the thoughts of Christ? Proverbs 23, 18 says, For surely there is an end. Everything that we go through, there comes a season. It's a season. As I gotten, have gotten older, I realize that we go through seasons of life. But surely there is an end, and thine expectation shall not be cut off. Beloved of God, good or bad, what are you expecting to happen in your circumstances that you are going through right now? Is it what God wants for you, or is it what the enemy wants for you? Who have you aligned yourself up with? 
Is your expectation to come across to the other side of what you're going through, or is your expectation going to be the end of you? Ask God for a faith vision of seeing yourself victorious on the other side, praising God of this, because the battle is the Lord's. I want you to know that the devil doesn't play fair. He plays for keeps. He wants to keep you in fear and unbelief. He wants to keep you from believing that God has the answer. He wants to keep you from believing that God is the answer. I exhort you, dear saints of God, examine your faith while, you, while there is time to turn the circumstances around because those circumstances that you are going through can be turned around. Remember, we serve a God of miracles. There isn't anything too difficult for our God. And Jesus told us in John 14, 1, it says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Whose report will you believe? For the word of God says, Through God we shall do valiantly, for it is he who treads down our enemies. Can I get an amen? amen. Hallelujah. So I would like for us to all close our eyes. Please, no looking around. First and foremost, if there is somebody here who has never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want to give you an opportunity. Because the Scripture says today is the day of salvation. And maybe you have never experienced the peace that I've talked about, but you want to. I want you to know that you can only have that peace through Jesus Christ, for he is God's only son. And the word of God says in Romans 10, 9, and 10, it says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart believes, one believes unto righteousness, and the mouth is made unto salvation. Confession with the mouth. So those of you who want to receive Jesus, today's your day. And with that, raise your hand because we want to pray a prayer for you. I see those hands. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Any others? You might be away from God. You've served him for a period of time, but the cares of this world has pulled you away. If that's you, raise your hand. Okay. So let's pray. Say, dear Lord, forgive me, for I'm a sinner. And I believe, Jesus, you died for my sins. Come into my heart be Lord of my life. I believe that you are the Son of God and that God raised you from the dead. And I believe that you died for me so I could have a home in heaven. So Jesus, I believe you're in my heart and I'm saved. I'm born again. Today, this day, August 7th, 2022. Thank you, Lord. Help me to serve you 
all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The word of God says that the angels of God are rejoicing in heaven because your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. <laughs> so let's all stand. Worship team. Yep. You know, I believe that there are many of us that are we're going through different and difficult situations right now. Some of them, you may it may be physical, some spiritual. Some of you are going through relational things, emotional, even financial. And some of you, even a matter of life and death, like what I went through. And some of you are going through a difficult situation of, of it being demonic against you. The Word of God tells us in 1 Peter 4, 12 and 13, Beloved, don't think it strange, the fiery trial to try you as though some strange thing is happening to you. But rejoice inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, you will be glad with exceeding joy. You know, what I just went through, I have so much joy because of what God brought me through. So whatever giant you are facing, I believe God wanted me to share this message with you to encourage you to examine your faith, to make sure you're operating in faith, not fear. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. But with faith, anything is possible. You can overcome every trial, every tribulation that comes your way. And yes, even death. Whatever you're going through, however hard it is, God is on the throne. Hallelujah. He wants us as his children to seek his face, to hear from heaven, to make decrees of faith, speak life and not death over ourselves and over others. And so as the worship team is going to be playing some worship music to minister to us, I want to open up the altars. For those of you who realize that you need to have a heart-to-heart -heart talk with the Lord to examine your faith. If you find you're operating in fear, repent. Say, Lord, I'm sorry. I didn't even realize I was operating in fear, you know? And then let Jesus give you fresh eyes upon your situation that you are going through. Let him show you his perspective. Hallelujah. You know, there seems to be a lost art of waiting upon the Lord. And so let's take time to wait upon the Lord. That's right, the altars are open. Come forward, and they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings of eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So if the Lord has spoken to your heart today, what you're going through, come forward. Seek him with all your heart. The ministry team, if, if there's some ministers who want to come forward and somebody needs...